Welcome to How to Be a Human Being in the World, the podcast that showcases the strength, resilience, and humanity in all of us and provides a space where you can embrace the messy parts of life. We've all got them and unapologetically be more of who you really are. I'm your host, Dr. Kathleen Young. I'm a psychiatrist, certified life coach, and I'm also a human, just like you. Pull up a seat as we bear witness to the healing, connection, and inspiration that comes from the stories of our lives. Welcome back to How to Be a Human Being in the World. Because I love summer so much, and if you listened to last week's episode, you know that I am a summer baby and I love summer, I'm starting to mourn the ending of summer. We are over halfway through August at this point, and the end of summer is drawing near. And I always feel a little bit sad saying goodbye to summer. So a few years ago, I was outside in the sun and really taking it all in. And it hit me that one way to really enjoy summer and savor it is to spend, you know, a moment every day just enjoying something about that day and the fact that it's summer. And so over the past few years, since that point, I've made a concerted effort to find something to enjoy about every day in summer. And I've done that, you know, from traveling a bunch to just some days just going outside and spending a moment taking in the sun and the warmth. I like it hot, so I don't mind the warmth of summer and the light of the day. You know, it's starting to get darker earlier now, so I'm really noticing that change. And and so one of the things I like to do in summer is to spend time noticing the long days and the daylight in general. I always wake up earlier in summer so I can enjoy a longer day, you know, when it's available to me. I know that sounds weird, but you know, it's something that my body actually does naturally. I wake up much earlier in summer. I think it's something about the light. I wear an eye mask now, uh, which has helped tremendously, but I still wake up really early in summer. And then I just have naturally have a harder time waking up in the winter when it's darker. And so I like to spend time just soaking it in, like look at these long days and look at the sun. And so these are all ways that I really try to lean into summer and make the most of it. And I've been fortunate to be able to do just that. You know, I've started taking more time off in the summer so that I can enjoy time while my son is out of school. My clinical practice tends to slow down in the summer, which, by the way, used to make me very anxious because that meant that I was working less and that I'd be making less money. And so I didn't really like that part about summer. But over the past few years, as I have shifted my mindset to really trying to enjoy the summer and using this time to relax and spend time with people I care about and to have fun and to be in summer, that has this has really changed my life. It's been a huge shift for me. I know it sounds dramatic, but it's true. And it gives me something to look forward to each year, another summer. And so I didn't intend for this when I first started like thinking about what I wanted to say in this episode, I didn't intend for this, my thoughts about summer to be an intro to this week's topic, but it is actually a perfect segue into my topic for this episode, which is all about scarcity mindset, this idea that there's never enough. And the more we focus on there not being enough, we're not able to enjoy what we do have. And so I was stuck in this idea that I didn't have enough work over the summer and that I didn't have enough money and all of the things. 
And when I could let go of that and look at like, hey, how can I just really focus on enjoying the summer? I was able to really like be with what I do have in the summer. So what is scarcity mindset? Scarcity mindset is kind of a life coachy term that, you know, more people than I would have thought are familiar with, but not everyone. Um, It certainly wasn't something I had ever heard of before I became a life coach, even though I am like the cover or the poster child for scarcity mindset. Not anymore, but I used to be. Um, So for those of you who are hearing about it for the first time, I'll tell you what it is. Scarcity mindset really is rooted in this belief that there's never enough. And it can show up, you know, anywhere in your life, really, and in your thinking. It tends to be most obvious when it comes to talking about money. People talk a lot about not having enough money for X, Y, or Z. But it can be anywhere. It can be not having enough time, um, not having enough love or support in your life, not having enough friendships, or and not there, there not being enough people to date, or any other resources. It can show up anywhere. And over the years, I've learned that, <laughs> you know, when I was thinking about this in my own life, but in general, um, over the years as a coach and as a psychiatrist, I've learned that you know, as people, how we do one thing is usually how we do everything. So those of you listening who have scarcity in one area, you probably have it in other areas and you may not even notice it, you know, because sometimes the scarcity thoughts are very subtle and I'm going to get into that in a second. You know, I have a friend and she's probably listening to this and will be annoyed by me, but you know, she definitely has money scarcity, but the more I talk to her about her life and get to know her, the more I can see how scarcity shows up everywhere for her. You know, she tends to really approach her life from a position of lack, what she doesn't have. And it's so interesting, you know, and this is one of the reasons why I even thought about doing this episode is because she called me to talk about last week's episode, which was on how to best support your friends. And one of her comments in her feedback about the episode is that, you know, for her, she doesn't really have that many people in her life to begin with that she can really count on. (laughs) See what she did there? It's like, I don't even have that many people I can really count on. I don't have enough friends who are supportive. And she probably didn't even realize it at the time when she was saying it. And because, you know, I'm used to listening for these things when people talk, you know, I could see that the scarcity was right there front and center, even in a simple, harmless, what she meant to be harmless comment like that, that she, you know, she was using to just describe her life. But it was there. And, you know, the more you pay attention to your thoughts and the way you think about your life, the more you're going to see it if you're a person who tends towards scarcity. And for me, I first noticed scarcity in my life when I started examining my money beliefs, you know, a few years ago. You know, I have all, I have tons. We all do. (laughs) We all have a money story. We all have our beliefs about money. And so when I really started to look at my beliefs about money a few years ago, I could see the scarcity. But over time, I also started to see the ways in which I was approaching so many other areas of my life from a place of scarcity and lack, whether it was money time, romantic relationships. I mean, this comes, this is so common, at least with the people I socialize with, this belief that there just aren't enough single men or women out there, that it's not possible to find someone for a relationship. I have that belief all the time. So I'm speaking from experience. (laughs) But, and it's so funny because, you know, 
one of my close friends last week when I was uh, saw her on vacation, she was talking about, you know, a few different people in her life who have found, you know, second husbands and second partners, you know, in, in midlife. And so clearly it's not true that there's not people out there for, you know, me to date or to be in a relationship with again. It's just my mindset about it. You know, it can also show up as there's not enough friends. You know, I used to have that a lot. You know, there aren't any, enough people here that I really connect with. People to support you. You know, if you're a doctor like I am, there's not enough patients that my practice will go dry in the summer because there's not enough patients around or there's not enough jobs available. It can also show up in other ways that, you know, you don't have enough training or enough knowledge or en- enough experience to do the thing that you want to do. So that, that's scarcity. It's like any way you have that belief that there's not enough that there's not enough resources, that there's not enough love, that you can't share with someone because there's not enough. That's just one example. And, you know, this way that I discovered it in my life, that it started with money and then I realized it was everywhere, is a typical pattern for most people. Because again, like I said, how we do one thing in our life is how we do everything, which is actually great news. Because once you start to address scarcity in one area, it becomes easy to address it in the other areas as well because you notice it more and you realize, oh, there's that scarcity thought again and that's really what's going on here. It's not that I shouldn't do this thing or that I can't do this thing or I can't have this thing. It's just scarcity. And not in all cases, but so often, the more I drill down with my coaching clients, at the root of scarcity is the belief that I am not enough, right? It comes down to that. You know, if I don't have as much money as my other friend who went to the same college as me or is doing the same thing as I am, then what does that say about me? That I'm not good enough, that I'm not doing it right, that I'm not enough. Or if I don't have a relationship, then what does that say about me? That I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. And so I'm going to record an episode on how all roads lead back to our relationship with ourselves. But this is definitely one example of the way, you know, scarcity actually can lead back to the relationship you have with yourself and your own enoughness. And one of the best ways to start to deal with scarcity mindset is to focus on that relationship you have with yourself and your belief about your own enoughness. Because when you can believe that you're enough, it makes it so much easier to focus on the ways you have enough. You know, it's like I said, when I stop judging other people, I could be more accepting of myself and stop judging myself. And so this is a similar thing. But before we get into like how to address scarcity mindset, I want to talk about why scarcity mindset is a problem. Because, you know, in some of these instances, there may be truth, you know, there may be some truth and reality to the thoughts. You know, I don't have enough money to fly on a private jet every time I travel. Or, you know, maybe I do, but then I wouldn't be able to spend money on something else. There's like a grain of truth and reality to the thoughts. That's not really the issue. And that's not the reason, you know, that isn't the problem. It's just when we think about our lives in this way, that's when it becomes a problem. Because it keeps you in a place of lack. It keeps you in a place of always focusing on what you don't have all the time, which feels terrible. Like when you think about, hey, I don't have enough money all the time. I used to have this crazy belief that I was living paycheck to paycheck, which isn't actually true. 
I had just set up my finances in a way that it looked that way. And I don't even know why. It was some crazy thought I had in my head. But but it keeps you focused all the time on what you don't have and not having enough, which feels bad. But it also makes it hard to appreciate and enjoy what you do have. And when I was able to stop worrying about running out of money, when I was working less over the summer, like I was talking about when we started here, I was able to really start enjoying my summers much, much more. And I, it's not, and I don't feel like I have less money. I just enjoy my summers more. And when I stopped focusing on not having enough time, because that was another one for me, I was actually able to be more efficient with tasks. And now I seem to have more time to rest and relax. It's almost like magic. I know I say that a lot, but it's it's true. It's not literally magic. It's just when you can let go of what you don't have, then you can bring more of what you want into your life. And, and there's a reason why that works. And I'll get into that later. And another reason scarcity mindset can be a problem is because I mean, I sort of alluded to this before, but, but a lot of times the thoughts you're having aren't true or not fully true, or they're a distortion of the truth or a partial truth. And when you actually look at the facts, you probably do have enough time or money or whatever, or there are men out there to date. <laughs> I can't tell you how many people I talk to who will insist that they don't have enough money, but haven't actually sat down one to see exactly how much money they have. Two, to make a budget and see how much they actually need to have what they want. And, you know, I do want to clarify now as I'm saying this, it just occurred to me here that I'm talking about scarcity mindset. I'm not talking about people who actually have money insecurity or don't have enough money. That's a totally different thing. I'm talking about people who think in terms of I don't have enough, yet they don't know what enough is. They haven't ever really quantified what enough would be. And that's the mindset. So for our purposes, you know, this is that you tell yourself repeatedly something isn't true and it feels terrible. You you tell yourself you don't have enough money. You tell yourself you don't have enough time and then you always feel stressed and bad. And so when you believe that you're always in lack, you may feel stressed or anxious or inadequate. You may overwork or people please or do something else that doesn't really serve you. I would overwork because I had a lot of money fears, not because I wanted to work hard. But because I felt like if I just worked a little bit harder, then I would feel secure about my finances. But that wasn't really what was creating the the security. And I didn't need to overwork. And when you do that, the result is that you feel miserable and you feel in lack, which often leads leads us, you know, in general to a negative story about ourselves, the story about what it means about you if you don't have enough. And like I said, it's usually a story about inadequacy in the ways you aren't enough. And it's a story that ultimately blocks you from having what you want. Think about it. How many people do you know (laughs) who feel satisfied and enjoy their lives fully or have what they want who also perpetually believe that they don't have enough? Not many, right? Like there's not enough, you know, you, we all know the people who believe they don't have enough and they're not out there enjoying what they do have. They're not out there enjoying their lives. And like I said, this was true for me with money. What I really wanted was not a specific amount of money. What I want and wanted, but what I also want currently is to feel secure. But when I'm constantly focused on not having enough money, I don't feel secure no matter how much money I have. 
Does that make sense? So like when I don't, when I'm focused on not having enough, then I'm constantly like, I, I need more, I need more, I need more. And I never feel secure. That's not bringing me security. And scarcity can also prevent you from taking risks and putting yourself out there in order to have what you want. So when you tell yourself that you can never have what you want and it's not possible because there's never enough, then you won't even try. If I tell myself I can never have the house that I really want, then I won't even sit down and decide what it is that I want. When I don't believe there's a partner out for me, out there for me, I stop looking for that person or I don't acknowledge what I want. You know, I was talking to somebody about dating because I was feeling a little frustrated and, um, and she's like, well, what do you want in a partner? And I was like, I don't even know, you know? And it's like, because I don't, and it wasn't even taking the time to acknowledge or think about what I do want, or I don't give people a chance. And then I don't ever find a partner because I've decided that there's no one out there for me. And so that's how it works. It's the same for most things. When we believe we are in lack or that there isn't enough or there will never be enough or that we aren't enough, then it blocks us from actually having the thing that we want and enjoying the parts that we already have. So that scarcity mindset, what can you do about it? Well, this first and most obvious thing is to stop telling yourself that you can't have something. You know, when I stopped telling myself I couldn't have, you know, X, Y, or Z, so much changed for me. You know, I started by reminding myself, you know, that I could buy a bigger house if I wanted or have a different car, but I don't actually want a bigger house. I can barely keep up with the one I have. So I actually have the exact house that I really want. I mean, maybe not exactly, exactly, but it's the size that works best for me. I actually have what I want. But if I focus on what someone else has, then I'm always in lack. And I'm not even really telling the truth about what I want. Or, and I definitely don't want a different car. <laughs> I love my car. I could have a much more expensive car, but I don't want, want it because I love my car. So there was something about reminding myself that I could have these things that I, you know, tell, would, would used to tell. I don't tell myself that anymore. But these things where I was like, oh, if only I had a house as big as my other friend, or if only I had this thing that I don't have. Once I reminded myself that I could have these things, that I am just choosing not to have them for whatever reason. And often the reason is that I don't actually want it. When I did that, I no longer felt deprived or in lack and scarcity. It was so freeing to just be like, you could go have that if you want it. You could go spend the money on this thing if you really want it. And then I was like, but I don't actually really want that. And I'd rather use my money in a different way or save it. Okay, so stop telling yourself that you can't have certain things or that there's not enough or that you can't have it. And then shift into abundance and focus on the things that you do have instead. Where is your life abundant? What do you have that you want? You know, because often when you're not even paying attention, like I said, I have the exact house I want right now. It works perfectly for me. And catch yourself. I always challenge people when, when they're in scarcity mindset to really pay attention to how they're talking about their lives and the vocabulary they're using to describe their lives for about a month. And like, you know, I told my friend, I was like, you can't even say something about, you know, I don't remember what it was for a whole month. And you, I think what you'll notice is when you really start to force yourself to, 
not say that I don't have enough or that I don't have this or I don't have that for about a month, you'll notice how your life feels much more fulfilling and rewarding and different. It's it it you'll notice the shift. So stop telling yourself you can't have it. Shift into abundance and focus on what you do have and stop talking about your life from the perspective of, of scarcity. Your words do matter. People, my clients get annoyed with me because they think I nitpick their vocabulary, but I do that because the way we talk about things really does matter. It really does make a difference in terms of how you feel about yourself and your life and your possibilities. And finally, I would challenge you guys or encourage you guys to really examine what you make it mean about yourself that you can't have something or that there's not enough and really look closely at the enoughness issue and see, is this an issue of I'm not enough? Because like I said, all roads lead back to your relationship with yourself. And if you believe that you're not enough or that the fact that you don't have enough this, that, or the other means that you're not good enough, I don't have enough experience, so I'm not good enough to um, do this job, I don't have enough um, friends or I don't have a relationship. What does that mean about me? Or I don't have the money that I feel like I should have at my age. What does that mean about me? When you can really take it back to the way you are thinking about yourself and your enoughness and start there, that's going to really change things for you dramatically. When you can really decide that you are enough, no matter what, I know it sounds like, you know, I feel like we, we do that a lot. It's like, just believe that you're enough, but really start with the ways that you are enough. Or really, maybe you don't even realize that you have the thought that you're not enough. Because once you do realize it, then you can decide, is this a thought I want to hold on to? Is this really what I want to believe about myself? And if it's not, then you can start to decide what you want to think about yourself instead. And whether it's a thought you want to let go and really work on changing. So that's all I have for this week. Good old scarcity mindset, so common, it shows up for a lot of us. And the more you can become aware of it, it's really going to change your life. And I don't say that lightly. You know, there's a few things that have really changed my life. And I try to share them with you guys on the podcast because I want everybody to kind of have these revelations and these experiences that I have. And this was really one that changed my life. The moment you know, not the moment when I was, and I still have scarcity mindset. Sometimes people still point it out to me occasionally. So I have it still, no matter what I work on it, but I have it. But the more I have been able to really see it and how it's showing up in my life and address it, it's really been, it's really been a game changer for me. And I think it could be that way for you. So if you have any questions about this, reach out to me. If there's any part of this that you want me to elaborate on, let me know because I'm happy to do it. And I hope you have a great week and I will talk to you next time. Are you ready to have the life you actually want instead of the life you think you should want? Or maybe you just want to start having more fun. Either way, I can help. Head on over to my website, www.drkathleenyoungcoaching.com. That's Kathleen with a K dot com. Or you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at Dr. Kathleen Young dot coaching. You can sign up for a free consultation on my website and we can talk about the life you want to create and see whether group or one-on-one life coaching is right for you. Midlife doesn't have to be a crisis. It's never too late to create the rest of your story. 
Thanks for listening to this episode and see you next time.